Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. In today's episode, I want to help reframe your perception of the people who you think are your worst nightmare, but are actually your best friends. And this really comes down to the perception and the beliefs that you hold about the feedback that you receive, about the people who call you out on your bullshit. If you've ever had somebody give you some constructive feedback or hold you accountable, you should really be counting your lucky stars. If you've got a friend, a family member, or somebody at work who pulls you aside and or stops you and says, hey, what you did just there wasn't as good as what you can do, or hey, this area here needs to be improved and this is how you can do it, or maybe you could try it like this because I think you'd get better results by doing it this way. If you've ever got somebody or if you've ever had a moment where that's happened to you, don't get mad, don't get frustrated, and don't get pissed off. You should be thankful that you have somebody in your corner who cares enough about you to hold you accountable to the standard that you are actually capable of operating at. And it's really interesting because I had a fantastic conversation with a great friend of mine this morning. We talked a lot about this topic, which is why I wanted to go through it with you guys today. And this is how I kind of think about it. If you have somebody who is taking time out of their day or to stop what they're doing to give you some of this feedback, whether you like it or not, just think about why they're doing it. It's to help you. They're not doing it to you know, be a dickhead or be a jerk or make you feel bad. If they didn't care about you, they wouldn't say a damn thing. They would just sit there silently and nod their head and be like, cool, well done. Or they would pat you on the back for a mediocre job or just doing the bare minimum, which isn't going to help you get to where you want out of in life, whether it be your career, whether it be in your relationships, or whether it be with your fitness training. That's not going to help you at all. Because when you know you're doing a mediocre job and you think, oh, that's good enough, if you're alone, you can let that slide. But if you've got somebody who actually has your best interests in mind, they will pull you up and they will step aside and they'll be like, hey, hey, hey. If your program says three sets of six to eight and you only did four or five, hey man, you're a couple reps short. You wanna, you wanna get back under that bar and do those extra couple reps? Because these little things, if they are not nipped in the bud, they turn into big things. So when somebody does pull you aside and maybe in the moment, it makes you feel like shit. You think, what an asshole. Why would they say that to me? I was done. I did my four or five. I thought nobody was watching. Well, they're only telling you because they saw it and they know, hey, you've got an extra couple reps in the tank. As an example, they're giving you this feedback. They're telling you and they're doing it because they care enough to give you the feedback, to let you know, hey, you can do better. You can give more. How is that a bad thing? Like, where's the negative there? Sure, you've got to do the extra couple reps, but that's that's what was planned, you know, in that instance. 
in that scenario, but they probably wouldn't tell you if they didn't believe that you could do it. If you gave it 100% your effort, and then they said, hey, you could have done more. If you were maxed out, if you tapped out and you said, no, no, I've given everything I can, and they're saying, no, no, I don't believe you. Well, sure, they're probably being a jackass. But if they're stopping you and saying, hey, you could do a little bit more. You've got an extra gear. You can you can do a little bit more. Come on, you know you can. And then it just it puts the onus back on you. Could I have done more? Yeah, I probably could have. That's the answer that you'll generally respond with if you are objective and if you're truthful about it. So when somebody does this to you and they say, hey, that wasn't all you've got, was it, really? No, no, it really wasn't. I probably, I probably, if I had to, I could have done more. I, I could have given a bit more effort. Yes, in the moment, it does. It hits the ego pretty hard. You don't want to hear that information. You want to think, oh, it's done. I've just, let me finish. Let me, let me go on with my life. But that's not going to help you long term. And think about why they're actually giving you this information. It's actually to help you improve. It's to help you get better at whatever it is you're doing. Over the years, I've had some really crappy coaches who have given me zero feedback and they say very little. They stand on the sidelines, they clap and they encourage, yeah, yeah, go team, go Jesse, well done, yep, great, great. Personally, I hate that type of coaching. I don't like being patted on the back for doing the bare minimum or just scraping by or just doing what's expected of me. Because that doesn't help me improve. I didn't learn anything. They haven't given me the opportunity or the feedback to say, hey, did you ever think about doing it like this? Or giving me that little bit of feedback to be like, hey, you could actually improve if you did it like this. So you can relay this to your personal situation, whether it's your career. If you just go about your business, keep your head low so people don't see you, you're actually holding yourself back. You actually need to seek these people out who are gonna hold you accountable. So if you've got a project, if you've got a deadline or a report that needs to be handed in, you know, don't just try and do the bare minimum. Give it to a colleague, say, hey, can you, can you read this draft and let me know your honest opinion? Not what I wanna hear, not what you think will make me happy, but what is actually going to help me deliver the best result and the best project to my manager, to my boss. Or if we, let's bring it back to you know strength training and gym terms. Let's say, for example, I prescribe to you, you're doing walking, no, let's go. Let's say I give you a kettlebell deadlift. You've got a, you've got a kettlebell, let's call it a 24 kilo kettlebell. You stand over the bell, and you're doing four sets of six to eight deadlifts, okay? I'm not looking for a hell of a lot of deadlifts, but what I am looking for is at the top position, when you are standing up with your arms straight, I want you to show me the best possible position and posture you can. We're not finishing sloppy with the hips pushed through, the abs off, and your lower back arched. No, sir. At the top of this deadlift, you are standing up Erect, haha, <laughs> he said erect. Erect means tall, it means you're standing up ramrod straight, okay? In the top position of the deadlift, this is what I want to see, this is my expectation. Your quads are locked, so your knees, your knees are actually locked out, your knees are straight, okay? So the quads, the muscles on the front of your thighs are flexed, 
your bum muscles are squeezed tight, which tilts your pelvis to neutral, okay? If the pelvis is not in the correct position, your spine will not be in the correct position. So your quads are flexed, your bum is tight, and your stomach is braced for a punch. Your head is up nice and tall, and your eyes are looking forward. In this point, your arms are completely straight. I don't need 20 shitty reps. I'm looking for four sets of six to eight where you maximally contract those muscles at the top of every single deadlift. As you hinge your hips back, you place that kettlebell directly between the feet, not behind the feet, not in front of the feet, not on an angle. I want that kettlebell dead center between your feet every single time. I want you to do six to eight precise deadlifts. Understand? Got it? Now let's execute. If I'm coaching you through this kettlebell deadlift and you're not hitting some of those points, I will coach you into how to correct those positions. So if the kettlebell's too far forward, maybe I'll put a broomstick in front of your feet, so against the toes, so that if you hit the broomstick, it means, ah, there's my feedback, the kettlebell's drifting forward. Or if you're leaning back, maybe I'm gonna give you a bit of a punch or a bit of a tap on your midsection, on your stomach, to get those abs to engage. Or maybe I'm gonna use my broomstick and tap you on the butt to get you to squeeze your butt cheeks. I'm gonna give you this feedback. So once you understand what to do and you actually can demonstrate, yes, I know how to tick all of those boxes. If you don't then perform to that same standard each and every rep and every set, it's up to me to make sure that I correct you, that I bring it to your awareness. Because this is the difference between not knowing something and being lazy. If you know what to do and you're not performing to the standard that you are capable, that is lazy. You know what to do, but you're choosing not to do it. As a good coach, as a coach with your best interest in mind, as somebody who cares about your results, it is up to me to let you know that what you're doing is not good enough. Can you see the connection there? I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to say, hey, what you're doing is shit. What I'm trying to illustrate and communicate to you is, hey, you've demonstrated that you can get into these positions, but you're not doing it. I need to correct these couple things. Now let's see it. Six to eight, let's let, okay, let's not do eight. Let's do six good ones. I'd rather six good ones than seven or eight mediocre reps. So when you get this feedback, when you get this coaching, if you have somebody who is caring enough and has your best interest in mind, don't get mad, don't get flustered, don't get pissed off. Think about why they, why they are giving you this information. Both types of feedback are important, both the good and the bad. So if you're doing something really well, hey, well done, Harold. You're doing this part really well. You know, this part of your training is looking great. You're showing some great progress. Here's your progression. You've improved your technique. And here's why. You used to hinge like this. Your back used to round. Now your back is straight. You've got better lat engagement. Your core's working a lot harder. That's fantastic. Well done. Keep going. But you also need the people who won't sugarcoat things, who will not hold back and just tell you what you want to hear. You need somebody who's going to give you the facts, the hard truths. 
So this is why it is so important who you choose to surround yourself with. You have to do this very, very carefully. So your peer group from five or 10 years ago does not have to be your peer group now. When you go through primary school, high school, TAFE or university or whatever, sure, you're gonna fall into certain cliques and build friendships and relationships. But as you develop into a grown adult, you can actually select, you can hand pick who you surround yourself with. Couple questions that I'd like you to think about. Which friends do you hang out with most? And what type of friends are they? Are they enablers, people who allow you to get away with poor or bad behavior, which actually derails you and takes you away from the goals that you have and you say are important? Or are they type of people who say, hey, you're drifting off course here, come back here, we're going over the other side. You're heading to the right, we're actually going to the left. You've told me you wanna go over here, so this is where I'm gonna drag you because I care enough about you to say you're going off course. Who do you spend the most time with at work? Do you have a small group of people who like to hang out and you know, socialize and be very jovial and have jokes and you know, shoot the shit? Or do you actually hang around with and surround yourself with people who get shit done? People who actually want to progress and level up. What kind of dialogue do you have with your friends and family? Is it open, honest communication or is it, you know, participation trophies? Yeah, well done, Johnny. Yep, you attended school, very good, that's an A, when maybe you're hanging out at a, a D or an F level of performance. You know, do you reward bad behavior? Or do you draw a line in the sand and say, hey, this is not acceptable. What you're doing, it doesn't work for me. This needs to be adjusted. Can we, can we work on actually changing how this is operating? Because it's not working well for me, I know it's what you normally like to do, or even vice versa. You might do things and think it's acceptable where it rubs other people up the wrong way. So maybe you need a bit of a reality check with how you're living. Perhaps, I don't know. But it's my opinion that you are much better off having two or three really close friends, confidants, and perhaps a mentor than having a hundred shallow connections. You might have 4,999 friends on Facebook and be maxed out before you can only accept, air quotes, followers. I don't know. Your goal might to be Insta-famous. I don't know. But I personally would rather have a handful of people who I know I can trust and rely on in any situation, especially the bad times or when things are going south, than people who just pat me on the back and say, great job, Jesse, you're killing it, when maybe I'm not killing it. So this is where I want you to think about, you know, the types of people you surround yourself with and what kind of standard you're living to. If you are fortunate enough to have somebody in your life who holds you to your word and pulls you aside and says, hey, you said you were gonna to go to the gym three times this week. It's now Wednesday, you haven't been at all. You know, there's a few days left, you better get your shit together. You better, you know, get your bag packed. You better schedule this time out, otherwise it's not gonna happen. If you've got somebody who doesn't let you cut corners or take the easy route, you need to make sure that you surround yourself with those type of people. 
if you have those people who hold you to your word, who raise the bar and drag you up or pull you up to higher standards, I want you to do this one thing for them. Tell them thank you. Actually make the time to say, hey, I appreciate you. Because not everybody is lucky enough to have those type of people in their life. And I'm very fortunate to have the listenership that I do and the people who read my posts and surround themselves with my information and my coaching. And it's I do this podcast, I do this podcast because I care. And I care that you care about your results by listening to this show. That's why, you know, that's why, you know, I swear, it's it's not for a show. It's just how I talk and it's because I'm passionate about what I do. Not everybody is lucky enough to have those type of people in their life. But when somebody does call you out on your bullshit, don't moan, don't complain, don't get down in the dumps. Say thank you. Because all they're trying to do is help you get better. So moving forward in your life, if you get some positive feedback, good. Keep up what's working. Continue doing the work you're doing. Fantastic. And on the flip side, if you get some negative feedback or constructive criticism, good. You now know which areas need to level up and improve. You have got some concise feedback about the areas that need to be developed or skills that need to be improved. This is a great thing. Just to finish off, a bit of a parting word for you. Don't seek out the enablers. Don't seek out the people who are just gonna pat you on the back and tell you you're doing a great job when you're not. Don't seek out the people who you know are entitled, who think everybody deserves a trophy for just rocking up and participating. Because that will get you nowhere in life. It leads to a bunch of entitled, soft, weak-minded individuals. I urge you to seek out the people who have high standards and will pull you up as opposed to dragging you down to low levels. Just remember this. These people, those people who I'm just speaking about, who call you out on your bullshit, they are the minority. They are the few. So you don't find them on every corner. They're few and far between. So if you have somebody in your life Give them a thank you. Say, I appreciate you for helping me to improve. And that's all I've got for you guys today. If someone calls you on your bullshit, don't drop your lip, say thank you, and learn from it. Improve and get better. Because that's all they're trying to help you do. And it's up to you to fulfill that dream and that mission that they have for you as well. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.